Are you feeling stuck in your career and life? I'm Chris, and in 2018, I was sick of my job, I quit, and I decided to go traveling around Asia. I wanted to do my own thing. After trying lots of different business ideas and making a lot of mistakes along the way, I finally found a new path and qualified as a coach. This podcast is me documenting my journey as a coach on a mission to help you find a career that matters to you. And going beyond your career, you'll get all the tools you need to smash your personal projects too. Are you ready to close the gap on where you want to be? Let's go! In today's episode, we have Ben Chai. Ben Chai is a celebrity entrepreneur with a focus on helping people transform their dream life into a reality. Known as the Doctor Who of business for his eccentric, unusual, out-of-the-box perspective solutions to challenging conundrums, he has helped hundreds of thousands of people, either directly or indirectly, through his books, writings, video blogs, and interviews on TV, radio, and magazines. You should definitely check out his TED Talk on social magnetism. Hi, Ben. Welcome to the podcast today. Hey, Chris. So great to hear your lovely voice. Thank you. And thanks for coming on to the show today. It'd be good to talk about networking as an introvert as a topic. And I know you have lots of great insights to share. So could you give our listeners a bit of background to your experience as an expert networker? As an expert networker or as an introvert? Which one? Both, really. Right. Well, from an introvert perspective, I was a very shy person, super shy, and I had zero confidence in anything. In fact, I I kind of preferred to be at home playing games or, or just reading, not being out with anyone. I was quite happy like that. And really, I still am. But I learned over time that just because you're an introvert doesn't mean that you're not sociable. It just means that you prefer your own company. And uh, if you have done the Myers-Briggs test, they tell yeah. you that an introvert is simply someone who gets their energy from being on their own. Mm. So for example, if I'm at a party every so often, you'll just see me disappear. Maybe you'll find me in the kitchen. Well, that's true. You'll always find me in the kitchens at parties, Chris. And that's really because I'm trying to get away for the crowd and just to kind of either wash up and and have a one-to-one conversation or just have some time out. And and that's how I get my energy. Hmm. So if I can just remove this word introvert from networking, you might be shy to speak to someone or, or talk to someone. And that's a totally different challenge that you might have rather than being an introvert. Are you an introvert? You look pretty cool. I'm actually, yes, an introvert. I, I did the Myers-Briggs recently. And yeah, I'm more introverted. I do get my energy from being on my own and my own thoughts and working on my own projects. But yeah, I do uh, like to be sociable. And it's something that I've learned uh, over time to get out a bit more and to be a bit more extroverted. Yeah. And I think over time, the more you do it, the more, like many people think I'm an extrovert, but actually deep down, I'm still an introvert. So because I learned over time how to be social, it's allowed me to work with people in larger and larger groups. I still am not very good in huge groups. I'm still better on a one-to-one conversation. Mm. And that's probably where you'll have me being a bit more serious, whereas in larger groups, I tend to play more the comedian role, purely because it's just simpler rather than getting into any arguments with anyone. I wrote a a book called Social Magnetism, 
and there's a TED talk on, on social magnetism as, as well, where I do share several essential components if you want to be good at networking, whether you're a shy person, introvert, or even an extrovert. There's a lot of extrovert people who honestly are come over as being very arrogant rather than sociable. So that's why I want to remove introvert and extrovert away from this. It's it, This concept of being social is really knowing how to add value to other people. And you can only really add value to people if you feel you're valuable in what you've got to say is valuable. And that's why in the TED Talk, where, where I share three different components very quickly, one, understand your own self-worth, two, give value to other people, and three, walk away from people who seem to want to play social games like one-upmanship or, well, essentially putting down other people out there uh, just to make them look stupid or even where they just monopolize your time and, and want to unload on you. How did you overcome your shyness? I think getting over shyness takes a little while. First of all, you, you know, you go out with friends and then other people will cajole you a little bit. Probably the best way to get over shyness is to, I know this sounds weird, but to go dancing. And by dancing, I mean, go like um, to salsa dancing where you can just turn up on your own or modern jive dancing in the UK. You just turn up on your own. They put you with a girl or a boy and that other someone, depending on whether they're sociable or not, will say, hello, how are you? And you will either answer or not. And then the next person says, hello, how are you? And then over time, as you go to more and more classes, you think, oh, that's how easy it is. I'll ask them, hello, how are you? Then, mm. then I'll think, oh, that's really boring. Nobody seems to care how I really am. So why don't I change this up a little bit like, hey, Chris, I noticed you got amazing strong black hair. How do you do that? Find things that you like about the other person and maybe comment on them. Just to say, if you don't like dancing, like I just always wanted to dance. I, I've got 100 left feet. And over time, I reduced it to 97 left feet and then 50 left feet. And today I can actually dance. I had people walk off in the middle of the dance floor, you know, when I was learning to dance because I was so terrible. But if that's not your thing, then try and find a, a club again where people get to do things with each other. Like, for example, I tried to learn Spanish, but that wasn't very sociable because people just wanted to learn Spanish and they didn't want to talk to anybody and they went home, right? Mm. <laughs> so try and find something else. Like, uh, for example, some of the business networking events where they get you to talk with other people, those kinds of events or yeah. groups or a committed group with like uh, acting, for example. So you have to turn up every week and acting is a very interactive kind of environment. If you're popular and you're sociable, people will just gravitate towards you. And over time, because you're and giving so much value to different people, they'll, they'll just naturally want to come and talk with you. For example, recently I, I, I met a new neighbor, the new neighbor met me and, and they've just given me some business. Hmm. Someone I've been dancing with for years and I haven't seen her for ages, suddenly called me out of the blue and put me in contact with some people who've given me some business. A singer friend of mine did the same thing, a friend of a friend, and it just happens over time. Because you're constantly adding value to people, but not it's not like you're looking for anything back. It's not like you're looking for them to say, oh, thank you. That was really kind of you. You're just doing it out of because you can. Again, coming back to that first component of social magnetism, just develop a little bit of self-worth. Now, how do you do that? How do you develop self-worth if you don't have any? 
Do you think it's because they have low self-worth? Is it because of other, do you think it's a medical condition? Yeah, I think you're probably right in terms of the the self-esteem, the self-worth, and maybe not, yeah, not having confidence in, in what they have to offer to the world. Hmm. Maybe also getting too caught up in their thinking. Yeah. So maybe overthinking leads to anxiety. That might be. Yeah. So for me, my shyness was because I, I didn't think anybody liked me because I, I was bullied from the, the first day I went to school. And that bullying followed me up until 18 when I went to university. So I just thought nobody liked me. And so I self-isolated. What a great term that is. Uh, so I, in other words, I stayed at home or I tried not to go to school or I, I, I tried to get away from people who would uh, kind of like make fun of me and so on. So that's probably where my shyness came from. And so, you know, I, I would look in the, in the mirror and I, I would just see a very ugly, horrible person and you know, wouldn't even want to look in the mirror. And that's probably where my shyness came from. Over time, I learned a whole bunch of things to get out of myself. Because really, mm. the truth is nobody really cares what you look like. They don't really care whether you're fat. They don't really care whether you're skinny. They don't really care whether you're handsome or or ugly, or whatever th those terms even mean. But it's difficult to understand that when you've been bullied a lot and, and mm. the shyness. One aspect of uh, getting confident is to understand things that you know about. So th there are some things I shared in, in the TED Talk that you can do with a mirror to, to build up your confidence. But one is to understand that you know things. So, for example, I, I suffer from eczema because I've been doing a lot of building work. So I know a lot about eczema. I know how to protect myself against eczema. In other words, don't go and do lots of building work and get oil and dirt all over your hands. Bed. But I know tons more. I know about cotton clothes. I know about different kinds of eczema that's caused by the sunshine. So either you, some people need to be in the sun, some people need to be out of it. I know the kinds of bedding. I know the kinds of do you understand? So, so I'm really an expert in eczema. So if I meet anybody who seems to be suffering a little bit, I now have something in common that I can share with or someone mm. who's suffering. The next thing I would probably say I'm an expert in is comics, comic books. Oh, right. so I collected them. Being someone who self-isolated myself for most of my younger days, I would lose myself in reading about all these superheroes, these underdogs, Remember the original Spider-Man who was picked mm. on at school and bullied a lot, but he's a superhero inside, which I think probably most shy people are, real superheroes. Mm. And so I, that's another thing I knew a lot about. And of course, today with all the Marvel films and the DC films with superheroes, with Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman and Hulk and Thor and all these people, I know a lot about these guys. So when people mm. want to talk about it, I can also have a conversation. And we'll have a number of these areas that we just know about. And that gives you confidence that you, you do have a worth, not just kind of physical looks that you touched on, but you've got knowledge and something to offer. Yeah, if people are interested and if they're not, well, you can also learn stuff from other people. You know, like, for example, what's your passions, Chris? I love making music in my free time when I have some free time. So, yeah, listening to music, live music, and, yeah, making my own. Uh, and, and which type of music from. do you really enjoy? I really enjoy drum and bass. It's a great music scene in the UK, and especially in Bristol. It's a very exciting music scene, lots of good events to go to. 
you see how energetic you were getting just talking and sharing about it? So I don't even need to share about my crappy eczema and the ways you can heal it or how my favorite superhero, Doctor Who or, or whatever it is. I don't need even to share about that. I could just find out about the drum and bass scene. Just one more thing. When you're in the social situation, one of the initial things that I did wrong is I learned to ask lots of questions, but it was wrong because it felt like I was interrogating with them. So just try and build on what they were saying. So rather than, so when I was talking about drum and bass with you and you said, I like music, I said, what kind of music? And so you went into drum and bass and then I'll just go into drum and bass rather than you saying, oh, well, I like music. And then I could say, so what job do you do? And then you could mm. say something else. And then I could say, so where do you live? So can you see that the questions are now disjointed? Mm. So just build on the answer that somebody gives you. You're digging a little bit deeper. Yeah, go deeper. And here's a wonderful thing that you can do if you go out networking a lot. Now I've met Chris. I know he's really into drum and bass. He's told me about the drum and bass scene in Bristol. And if we had more time to converse, I'd probably know all the best places to hang out in Bristol. Mm. So at another networking event, I meet Freddie. And Freddie also likes drum and bass. And uh, being a bit of an organized person, I've categorized Chris as a music and drum and bass person. Then I will say, hey, Freddie, can I introduce you to my friend Chris, who loves drum and bass? And he could show you some great places in Bristol. But probably, you know, he, he knows tons more uh, about making drum and bass music, which you might be interested in. Hmm. So now I can, over time, develop a number of contacts who I can introduce to each other. Now I'm adding value to them, even though I have probably not an intimate knowledge of drum and bass, but now I'm gaining knowledge about it and mm. I'm connecting people. So they think, wow, Ben, you're amazing. Thank you for introducing me to that amazing guy, Chris, because mm. I've learned so much about drum and bass and we've even had a jam session together. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's, that's a really good idea listening to people and what they're passionate about and connecting people as well. What other examples can you give of sharing or giving value then? Yeah, Chris, so if I was out and, and I thought you were an amazing guide, I, just a very simple thing, which I, I was able to show in the TED Talk, is just to get a selfie with you. Mm. And then on my Facebook or my Instagram, if, if you didn't mind, I, I might say, hey, Chris, do you mind if I get a selfie with you for my social media? Yeah. Uh, then I'll just write up about, I met this guy, Chris, tag him and just say, just thank you for sharing with me about drum and bass. And, and you know, if I was in the drum and bass scene, just say, showing me and new information that I, I didn't know about. So, for mm. example, on my Facebook, you'll see me quite often sharing little bits from uh, the building industry. Some of the builders will tell me things. Some of the builders don't want to be in my Facebook lives or, or, or have a selfie. So I'll just share the knowledge that they've shared with me. So they're with me. You can't see them because they don't want to be in the camera. But mm. they're sharing. And, and they feel, wow, you know, this is pretty cool. Somebody values what I have shared with them so much that they're willing to share it with their friends. Mm. I really like the selfie idea. It's a great one. Because people do like being asked that. You mentioned that you, if they didn't want to be shared online, that you would share some knowledge that they had shared with you. Yeah. What other ways of giving value can you offer to our listeners? Okay, so when in a conversation with someone, it could be online, always build on somebody's post. 
First of all, like it, love it. If you don't like their post and you think they're an idiot, ignore them, right? Ignore them, but find the posts that you can build on and talk about those things. So let's come back to your drum and bass, yes? So you might post uh, maybe a little clip of you making some drum and bass music. And, mm. and I might say, hey, Chris, that's awesome. Can I share it with my drum and bass group that I've created? Mm. That's a very simple thing. Or can I share it on my Facebook? So some people's quotes and posts I share on my Facebook, on my social media. If someone's posted something from YouTube and I found the same clip on YouTube, I tag them. So, for example, there's a, a, a young man I'm, I'm friends with, Quentin Jaretnam, and he shared some stuff. And I took the video and I put it on my Facebook and I just thanked Quentin for sharing it and just said, oh, I'd just like to say thank you to Quentin for sharing this. So that's me being sociable on in social, really. Mm. Yeah. Now, obviously, if it's a, the debating society group that you've joined, go have your arguments. Yeah. But if it's anything else, I would just tend to avoid it. You know, I almost got myself into trouble the other day for commenting on a tragedy that's happened recently, which I feel I was right to make the comment. But it's very easy for people to take it the wrong way. Yeah, so thanks for sharing some really great tips on how to overcome shyness with regards to networking and also some great tips on adding value and having confidence in your knowledge and your own self-worth and also how adding value can really bring people towards you and how you've shown how over time people have come to you with new opportunities just because you're always offering them value. Before we go, where can our listeners find out more information about your social magnetism? To find out more about me, just put uh, my name in some search engine. Um, my name is Ben, B-E-N space Chai, C-H-A-I. It will normally show you my TED Talks. In one, one's on social magnetism, which shows you how to connect better with people in a networking event. It'll also show you the book I've written on social magnetism. I've also done a TED talk on cowardice and, and courage and where cowardice will actually help you in your life and where courage will help you. So they're both the yin and yang. To connect with me, I have a LinkedIn profile that's Ben Chai, or you can follow me on Instagram, Ben Chai Official, and Facebook, which is just my Ben Chai speaker page. Brilliant. And I'll put links in the description so our listeners can easily find you as well. Hooray! Great. Thanks a lot. Cheers, Ben. Thanks, Chris. In the next episode, I'll bring on another special guest to help you on your career change journey. Thanks for listening to the You in 5 Years podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to the show, hit subscribe. And if you're feeling really generous, leave a five-star review. I read all the reviews and it will massively help to grow the podcast. Keep moving forward, guys. Until next time.